0: Welcome to Tuesday's edition of the Hometown Headlines Newscast. John Druckenmiller at HometownHeadlines.com. Thanking you for joining us today. A lot going on this morning. Some stuff still coming together. Let's jump into it. number one where mechanical weather center. Make this weather alert. Heavy rain, flood watch, strong storms possible Wednesday and Thursday. That's after record heat in Cartersville on Monday. Just missed by a degree. Setting a record in Rome the same day. Today's high, by the way, mid-60s. Things will drop after that. Please stay with any media of your choice today through Thursday. As this storm approaches, we'll see again heavy rain, floods, possibly strong storms as well. Other news today in business news, Amy Barton has returned to Greater Community Bank. Lumina Coffee celebrating its first year with a few surprises. Jefferson's over in Cartersville is celebrating 10 years in that community. Health news today, more sad stuff out of the Georgia Department of Public Health. Georgia's flu death rate is up to 42. We're at mid-season already. We are two deaths away from matching the entire death count from the 2018-2019 flu season, which, by the way, will last until mid-May. Continuing updates, there is still plenty of time, by the way, to get your flu shot. Also in politics, we are still awaiting the results in the Democratic uh, Representatives over in Iowa, we do know that Donald Trump, of course, did win the GOP side. Still, no results from the Democrats as of 6:49 a.m. at this recording. Locally, we have updates on that taco house standoff from Saturday. Also, more election news updates from Northwest Georgia. Buzz today: The Holman Arts hosts the Business After Hours in Cave Springs downtown development on February 10th. Speaking of downtown, Rome has set its summer event schedule. Also, some free legal help available here in Rome on February 14th. Our daily features today, we say farewell to Stella Bailiff, Mrs. Glennie Coley, Mr. Robert Hammond, Louise Holman, Nancy Ludwig, Donna Mullenix, Glenda Fay Hall-West, Also, we have our dining updates for you this morning. Two Waffle Houses got good scores today in the Rome area. Greater Community Bank Crime Watch Report updates from Floyd, Bartow, and Polk Counties now on the websites. True, it's Chick-fil-A Sports Report today. Good friend John McClellan had a busy night last night. Tons of basketball results as boys' and girls' high school games get underway for the regional tournaments. We have those results and what's next schedules. We have the girls' high school rankings. No boys' teams ranked. For most of this season, local college basketball updates, NFL news locally, Adairsville's Vic Beasley and the Atlanta Falcons are separating. Beasley will play for a new team next season. Baseball news, the Rome Braves continue preparations for next season. Community sports news, the Junior NBA Skills Challenge this coming Thursday at the Thornton Center. Uh, tickets remain on sale for the 2020 Hall of Fame banquet now set for this coming Monday at the Forum. And Harbor Clinic's leprechaun 5K run, and 2-mile health walk set for March 14th. You can sign up right now. And now Tuesday's rant of the day. We'll call this one, Is It Over Yet? So now we know who really won the Super Bowl. Fox and the advertisers. Based primarily on earlier reports, around 100 million people watched Sunday's However, you classify it event up 1.2% from the previous year. That makes Super Bowl 54 the 10th most watched ever. A smaller story here is the Chiefs won over the 49ers. That's just filler. And while I love data and stats and figures more than most, the only thing I can't seem to dig up though is that exactly how many people actually watched the football game itself. As a nation, we're more concerned about the amenities than the alleged focus, that being the football game. Count me among those who knew exactly that Sean Hannity would be playing softball with his boss, Donald Trump, prior to the game in that, quote, exclusive interview, end quote. We kind of guessed Shepard Smith had other plans on Sunday afternoon. We could care less who sang the national anthem, You'll Never Outdo Whitney Houston, had zero interest in most of the commercials, although the Aquaman thing was kind of funny and would watch Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson in just about anything. The Google ad was touching. The NFL kid was cute but not as nice as last year's 100th anniversary party for the NFL. I did perk up for the dog research piece, very nicely done. And who can resist Debbie Donner, Captain America, and Jim from The Office in the same car commercial? The halftime, sorry, I missed it all. That's usually when I go upstairs to the office to finish doing the Monday morning edition of Hometown Headlines, from late police reports to late sports, except for the game score, and a final sweep of all the things we monitor throughout the day. I'm usually back downstairs a minute or so into the third quarter, which was the case Sunday night. Post-game, never a fan, although I would be if someone even came close to the passion in the heart that Joe Burrow expressed when he won the Heisman and gave his post-Heisman presentation speech. That was one of a kind. Until then, I'd rather be scrambling on the remote, trying to find a replay of an old Iron Man movie. And then, after three-plus hours of in-game hype, we learn that The Masked Singer returns following the game. Sorry, I gave up on masks after The Lone Ranger. Or maybe Green Lantern. If keeping score, you know I just listed six bullet points here. What do each have in common? They have absolutely nothing to do with the actual football game itself, which is why I want the analytics that show how many eyes were on the players, the coaches, and referees for all four quarters. We can't seem to be satisfied with watching the two best NFL teams go at it. The most amazing thing about the night actually occurred in our area. A friend teaching a social media class at Berry College had her students observing the game and the commercials and all the stuff around it. I didn't see the student's assessments, but the adjunct professor had some great observations of her own. And truth be told, I'm betting the late results in the Iowa caucus can be directly traced to post-Super Bowl syndrome, where all are digging through the post-aftermath restorts and items and comments and Facebook posts and tweets and whatever, and have been too busy to do the actual voting. You see, we've corrupted what is supposed to be the premier sporting event of the year to a point where the game itself is an afterthought. Please understand, I gave up devotion to the NFL when Don Shula was forced into retirement. I'll watch a bit of it, usually, but I get enough of what I need on football from college football on most Saturdays. So do you need proof about where our interests are on Super Bowl night? Sift through Facebook or Twitter for the past 48 hours. Post after post is about the halftime performance. Too sexy, too erotic, not the wholesome image Pepsi perhaps wanted, although you know they had to be basking in all this social media whiplash. We read about mothers complaining about children seeing too much skin and too much gyrating. We're seeing posts from different demographics of women, age, etc., with some liking what they saw, others being disgusted. We see dads suggesting it could have been a little bit more risque. How can you do that? I don't know on live TV. Even some politics apparently were mixed in as Puerto Rico receives a much-needed shout-out of sorts from the halftime show. True story, I started to finally watch a video of the halftime on Monday afternoon only to be saved by a good friend calling with some incredible news to share. I mean, I wasn't 20 seconds into the gyrating when the phone rang. I never got back to it. I'm still assuming there at least wasn't another wardrobe misfunction. Forgive me for sounding old and crusty, that's not the case here. I'd just rather watch a football game than a protracted version of next week's People magazine filled with storylines at Hollywood and glitz and whatever. Of course, this entire rant has been for naught. The ratings are up. Number 54 goes down as one of the most-watched Super Bowls ever. The social media interactions are zinging along here, drawing thousands and millions of eyes. And somewhere, J-Lo was working out with a trainer in fading hopes of maintaining those sculpted curves. And now the countdown is on for the double nickel Super Bowl, number 55. Maybe someone will seize the Facebook recommendation about having the village people present the coin to be tossed before next year's game. Or was that a recommendation for the halftime show? Lord help us if that person was serious. Meanwhile, the bookies already are picking the Chiefs as the team to beat in the next Super Bowl. That is, if we can squeeze the game in between the storylines, commercials, and Puff piece interviews. This is John drucker Miller with HometownHeadlines.com, asking you to stay with us today throughout the day on Hometown Headlines as we track the storm as well as the Iowa results and other news. Again, all available at HometownHeadlines.com. For now, have a great day in Northwest Georgia. Harry Musselwhite, please take us in and take us out with your rendition of Funky Druck.